I bring you the revelation of Christ Jesus. Let me say before I make progress that this church is strictly Bible believing. This church is strictly Bible believing. Make no mistake about it. What I try to do in this church is to teach you what the Bible says. We do not have any secret agenda. We are not finding any person's egoistic embassy in the flame. This is not a church of the juvenile delinquents who fled from terrorisms in some church to start their own to do their own thing. This is not a church to make a statement against another church. This is not a breakout from some place to defend some sinfulness. In this church, I attempt to teach you the Bible. I've told you I never teach you experiences. And experiences vary. Sometimes human experiences are invalid. Some years ago in church, each time there was a discussion after Bible study or during Bible study, a brother would give us a story to counter the word. And he will say, Bread drains, bread drains, please. Accepting what I'm saying because. I know the Bible says, but I saw this. He will say, brethren, accepting this revelation because I know the Bible says, but some years later, he left campus and came back and said to me, I'm sorry, sir. I want to confess my sins and errors. I said, what exactly are your sins? And the man said, some of those stories I gave while in church were just lies. They were concoctions because I felt you were too realistic with the Bible. I was just telling those stories to prove that things we go through are more important than what the Bible says. Said, well, repent and forgive yourself because all the while your stories were nothing, your experiences are no match. God's word is final authority. Check your life, you will see there is nothing as consistent, as valid, as true, as congruent, as real, as inviolable, as unchanging, as indelible, unerasable as the world. We have not followed cunningly devised fables, actually spontaneous. The word no more. The word no more. Whatever the word says we believe in spite of adversities 
There are symmetrical occurrences, facts and figures of science, analysis of mathematics, and the potency of history. God's word, no more. I can serve its integrity. I can speak and declare its truthfulness. I will praise him in the sanctuary of his power. So behold daily the truth of the word that will never lie. The life that will never die and the light that can never go deep. Thank God for the word. Hallelujah! Something I said that ought to have baffled you. If you are straight thinking, I know that many people are not straight thinking and they feel that church is just a conventional place of religious commemoration. So things said never baffle them. Things preached never really get to them. Except they just say, this guy is sick. He's crazy. He's an extremist. This guy is creating his own kind of religious ideology. No such thing. We preach Christ and Him crucified. Christ, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 and 5. We preach Christ and Him crucified. It's not about us or what we think, it's about the Word. I'm too busy with the Word that I don't have time to think my own philosophy. I'm too dull. I'm too dull to create some fabrications or concoctions as my own doctrine. All I know is the Bible and Christ as the center of the Bible. Something I said to you in this church, I ought, I think, ought to have baffled you. And I repeat, like I said last Sunday, is this very unilateral, insightful, straight arrow-headed truth of scriptures that and this is rather God's word is not profitable or beneficial to you as any person aside your status or individuality in the in, the, in Christ faculty where you are a new creature Second Corinthians 5 and verse 16 Henceforth know we no man after the flesh You lost your identity in God's divinity We can't consider you after your lineage Your physical consanguineous or cogenitured lineage anymore We can't think of you in the light of your bad line it's either you are in Christ or not in Christ. So it's about the new creature. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. A new creature. No prophecy is relevant to you except as a new creature. 
no singular independent truth of the Bible outside the Christ revelation. Nothing preached, nothing sung, nothing said, nothing heralded on the platform or the premise of preaching the gospel of Christ or the Bible as a book of literature or history of events that is relevant to you outside your personality as a new creature. This is going to help you a great deal. So unless my new status in Christ is addressed and reference is detailed towards it, I'm lost when you preach at me. You must consider me as God does. It's just like somebody wants to speak, speak to you, preach at you, read a book at you, and the person does not seem to take into cognizance, consideration, and truthful affirmation your gender, your status, your person, your age, your, your, your gates. For example, you are screaming top of your lungs at a deaf man. Imagine. You are screaming, screaming top of your lungs at a deaf person. This is not taking to cognizance the person's health status. Imagine you are dressing a woman as a man. Imagine you are dressing some full-grown person like you do a toddler or a teenager or an adolescent or young adult. Imagine you are talking to your three years old person like you are talking to a 30 years old person. All these we don't do because they are just very similar to traits we find in insanity. Why do you say a thing like, are you talking to me? Whether it's a mild discussion or in the heat of argument, in a rage of altercation, you always want to insist on your personality. You will say, ah, eh, me, ah, are you talking? Ah, wait, 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 ah, wait, 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 let, let, let me get it right. Are you talking to me? Sometimes you say, do you know who I am? Oh my God. In fact, I'm going to... Do you know? All these things are just reference to your person. So we don't have a misplaced identity here. It's very common. You want to quickly hand your CV so they will know how to handle you well and not bring your person or your fame or status to disrepute. Yes. And I've discovered that the more people know your status, the better they'll be able to target relating with you on a good platform. Such is a story of the believer. There is a place for the believer in the Bible. Galatians 6 and verse 15. Turn your Bibles open quickly. You say, Pastor, what are you preaching today? I'm continuing what I've been preaching at you in this church. Under the major heading.
accurate interpretation of the Bible accurate interpretation of the Bible I've been teaching this for a while accurate interpretation of the Bible Galatians 6 and verse 15 and I intend to continue this plot this ploy this morning and I welcome you in Jesus name accurate interpretation of the Bible Heavenly Father I thank you because of the word of truth the revelation of the mystery of Christ I thank you for illumination not with words of human wisdom not an attempt to be oratorical not any attempt to blow a human trumpet not any wish to be seen not any desire to be to be an impositor or forceful but with total submission to your will and your spirit so that they will see like you have them see so they will hear what you want them to hear so that inadvertently they would be aroused and caroused and awakened and reinvigorated and reverberated to be better believers so that the person of saved will hear this and put faith in Christ's death and resurrection and be saved at the gift of eternal life so the sick will hear and be healed of whatever kind of ailment thank you father we we'll give you all praise and glory and honor in Jesus name we have prayed amen, amen. for in Christ Jesus Galatians 6 and verse 15 neither neither rather neither circumcision availed anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature <clears throat> what does this mean it means in the gospel or in the message in the truth preached by the bible consideration is never for your gender for your tribe for your historical precedence in the flesh for your nativity for your situations for your work pattern your gait your speech style rather it's about being a new creature I think there is an overlap Amos 3 and verse 3 can two work together except they be agreed there is a distorted inversely proportional understanding of whom you are 
and whom God considers you to be. Many of us relate with God wrongly. You are not thinking like God will have you think. You don't, you don't please the Lord by mourning or crying, lamenting or complaining. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is, and that he is a reward of those who seek him diligently. You don't seek, you don't please him by calling some empathetic or sympathetic favor. You don't please the Lord by attempting to blackmail him emotionally. A man said something. He said, God took his voice away from me. I said, God, why did you take your voice away from me? I'm talking about a full-fledged pastor. And God said, I took my voice away from you because you've been very proud. The man said, Lord, I'm sorry. He began to pray and God refused him. He fasted. God refused him. He shouted. There was no voice, no answer. Then he said to God, He said, God, I want to die. Take me away. And God said, Ah, don't die. I'll forgive you right now. Most times, we're so sentimental and illiterate to scriptures that we think there are some things that move God outside of the full weight of Christ's death. As a matter of fact, most of us don't believe in the power of what Christ has accomplished. We always think of what we can accomplish. Like saying, God, if you don't forgive me, I want to die. Then God says, ah, you want to die. Please don't die, I forgive you. Sentiments, emotional problems, emotional blackmail don't work on God. Paul is praying for the Israelites. He said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. I have found people argue blindly over Israel. I have found pastors preach blatantly about Israel to an error and a fault. Except we are saying that Paul is wrong. If Paul is right, then Israel's claim to Christ's righteousness has been voided. If you look at Ephesians 2 and you begin to read from verse 9 to 22, you get what I'm saying. He said at Romans 10 from verse 1, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that it may be saved. This is Paul, himself an Israelite by birth, 
also a Roman by some activity of purchase dual citizenship he enjoyed Romans chapter number 10 look at it so you don't think there is something more you need to do it makes us ha, what else can I do now oh you haven't had the new thing to do for God to hear you is this ah, are you serious then you do it oh you haven't had ah, this one, is, eh, is this the next thing let me do it oh you haven't had the next you know we keep thinking what can I what can I do what can I just do to please it what can I do you just listen well Romans 10 and verse 1 brethren my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. This simply means that Israel is not saved. <laughs> Pilgrimage to the holy city, to Palestine, to Jerusalem, is purely a schedule of tourism. Never imagine that there is anything spiritual about Mount Sinai or Gethsemane. Many of those landmarks have been eroded historically, geographically. And just for economic reasons, political reasons, places have been designated to serve as grounds where those things really happened. And see religious minds taking dust from Israel and stones water from the pool of Bethesda that has not healed anybody since then <laughs> water from the pool of Bethesda has not healed his soul since that time but you know our hypocrisy Israel is not saved once Israel was chosen and unique in God's sight today no more it's either you are in Christ or you are out of him Galatians 3 and verse 27 as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ in Christ Jesus there is neither free nor bound barbarian, Shetian there is neither male nor female Galatians 3 and verse 26 for ye all are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus at verse 2 of Romans 10 the man Paul is talking or is writing for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge I preach this extensively under the mega theme the wisdom of God zeal zeal is not the same as right information right information is not the same as receiving information knowledge is not just information knowledge is information received until information is right and accurate until information is usable to be adopted adapted approved and imbibed for lifestyle it is useless to you you hear you do zealous but you are zealously wrong oh god 
are zealous, but you are zealously wrong. You are sincerely wrong. This is not difficult to understand on earth. When somebody is so active and hyperactive and supersonically active, that is operating levels beyond audible sound, supersonic, beyond audible sound, yet sound. And this person is wrong. Ah! Oh my Lord. I bear them record they have the seal of God, but not accurate. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It matters so much that if you don't understand the will of the Father, you'll be in error. God is not a man that we can easily twist, hand carve, or tie up to violate his person, his integrity, or his word. It's either you are getting it right or you are hopelessly wrong. You are colossally wrong. You are very, very wrong. Do you know that it's only in church right is wrong? Do you know it's only in church right is wrong? Do you know, do you know that? In, let's see, let, let, let's say for instance, a missed woman with coronary details, details about cooking and delicacies. Do you know arguments don't really reach for too long? When someone says, the recipe for this is this. Arguments are mild. You say, ah, no. And he says, yes. Oh, okay, that's true. Do you know in devices and, for example, the internet, the use of computers, arguments don't reach for long? Once you say, the operating system is called Windows Experience. Person says, Are you sure? You say yes, and the person keeps quiet. When you say, What is the meaning of Wi Fi? And somebody says, Wi Fi is Wi Fi. You say, No. Wi Fi is wireless fidelity. Person says, Ah, fidelity. Is it not wireless file? You say, Fidelity. Person says, Okay. If you say, this is what the Bible says. Even people who don't read their Bibles argue. <laughs> they argue. I do this a lot of times. People don't get comfortable with it, but I don't know how good it is with you. When I engage people in discussions over the Bible, and I see they are zealous or they are nervous or they are pensive or they are tense stuff. I say, do read your Bible. Because most people who shout and scream loud, they don't read their Bibles. And they expect that for not reading their Bibles, preconceived notions they've had in the world should suffice to speak against the truth. Zeal is not the same as knowledge. You need to check your theology. Because you may be laboring in vain. You say, I believe. I believe. The devils also believe. And they tremble. 
You say, no, sir. Then you're going to be tantamount to Matthew 15 from verse 9. What Isaiah said. These people worship me with their mouths. They honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. It says, in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. Several things we preach in the church today are human commandments. You know why? There is no void or vacuum. It's either you are filled with the truth of the word or you are filled with preconceived notions. Things you are used to. Traditional beliefs. Customary ideologies. Myths. Fibs. Tales of humans that you are used to and not the word of God. In Christ Jesus, it's not whether you are Jew or Gentile, it's whether you are born again or not. Romans 10 and verse 3. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness. Now this is what happens all of the time. When you don't have accurate exegesis, accurate understanding, or you don't have an accurate interpretation of the Bible, you are going to create your own interpretation. Listen and listen good. I know people are very scared of religious platforms. The pastoral status, people are scared. They say, I, I, I don't interpret the Bible. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I, I don't even preach. When I, when I preach, you know, I only, uh, brethren, what I'm about to say, please don't take it. It's just that this should have given me to be, to be a preacher. is too big for me. Uh, uh, what I'm saying, please, is just, uh, don't, don't, I, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a prophet. I just take it like a small boy is here talking trash or gibberish. So, but that's not acceptable. Just like several believers are irresponsible towards God because they don't carry the title pastor. And I said, your individual pursuit of God as a believer is more paramount than the ideology pastor. Because many more times, God what addresses the believer than the pastor. And so, whether you're a pastor or not, you ought to be fervent as a believer primarily. There are many pastors who are not believers. There are many pastors who are not good believers. First, you must be a good believer yourself with the word of truth. Listen, each time you read your Bible as a lay person or clergy, each time you hear God's word preached, the meaning that comes to your mind is the interpretation you are giving it. So what is left is accurate interpretation. I want to guide you into being able to all of the time give accurate interpretation to the Bible, any portion of scripture, so that we are consistent. You need to hear me say this to you. I say, do you read your Bible in other versions inside KJV. And someone says, why? Do you have other translations in contemporary English grammar? Like the New International Version, like the GNW, like uh, Bible in Everyday English, Bible in Basic English, the Good News Bible, and etc. etc. Then I see pastors say, why? And I'm like, ah, the KJV type of English is over 400 years old. 
as it is th this type of grammar is obsolete is antiquated it's no longer in use the museums and libraries don't even have enough of materials if we were to teach the type of English grammar by which this Bible, the conventional or the most common KJV has been written, we wouldn't even have enough literature to teach the syntax, the, 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 the way of this type of language. And yet, many believers religiously hold on to it. They, they shall thou allow your servant not to suffer a while while thou begetted his good seed to us is more important than contemporary English you are a bad student of the Bible if you don't have a Bible in contemporary English you say why so you can get what the Bible is saying it's only in church it's only in church people close their Bibles and go to pray on the mountain and come back and say God told me and I say sir the Bible say, forget the Bible I say ah once you forget the Bible it's over someone says this book is too small I say ah if the book is too small we are all finished the assurance of salvation is the word first Peter 1 and verse 23 being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible seed by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. First Peter 1 verse 25 but the word of the Lord endureth forever and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. If you are going to underestimate the book despise it or call it a non-entity then we are finished. No man had seen God at any time. The clearest revelation of God we have is the Bible. First John 4 12. No man had seen God at any time. The clearest revelation of God we find is the Bible. John 4 verse 24 because God is the spirit. Hebrews 7 verse 9. God is the father of spirits. James 1 17. He's the father of lights. So the Bible is important. Accurate exegesis accurate interpretation is ideal and I'm saying that primarily for instance get this cornerstone understanding very very key what is it Galatians 6.15 is the point I've been making saints in Christ Jesus it's about being born again or not so this is your important position and status this is your new individuality will help you so you can work with God. Colossians 1, you begin to read from verse 9 to 12. A man cannot please the Lord unless he's filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Last Sunday, I began to share with you certain stories from the book of Luke and then Mark. share with you how the believer ought to relate with this. I shared with you about blind Bartimaeus. I shared about the woman with the issue of blood. 
have an accurate, explicit, biblically standardized and right interpretation of these portions of the Bible, you go nowhere in being benefited by them. You know, in church, various interpretations are towards nothing. In the world, people harmonize to get it right. The reason we are forging ahead technologically is because there is a standard to forge ahead with. There are researchers who don't see the sun for months. In the coherence of scientific discoveries, the Americans are foremost. The Chinese are working very hard, assiduously, by standards. For me, the Church of Christ is such a confusing place where each person has a right to say his own thing. There's a king on every hill and every man does as he pleases. We don't think, we don't think there's a standard that is inviolable and unbendable to follow. It's the word. You know, we don't think it like this. People argue to juggle and carrot the explosions of their neck because they are violating God's word and you cannot tell them. You can't speak. People's personalities, he's a big man, he's a great man, he's a prophet, he's God himself, violates scriptures. Accurate interpretation of the Bible. I want to look up, like I said to you last Sunday, one or two other stories in the Bible and attempt to see how relevant they are to us. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is literal. The Bible is not a spiritual book. That is. The contents are more valid than the posture or what you make of it. That is, the Bible is not as effective in your breast pocket as it is in your heart. The book is not as important under your headrest all night as the contents are assimilated in your thinking faculties. You don't need the book like you need to believe what he says is what I've been saying in the last one minute. You don't need to be noticed by the book like your character ought to portray its indefatigable contents. The supremacy and the sufficiency of Christ revealed by the book should be more evidential in your life than some claims of religious practice. What makes the book thick is not the book, it's what the book says. The Bible does not teach us the worship of the book. The Bible teaches us the worship of God through our Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. I come to see that the book is so important to many of us, we don't even read it. 
Bible is the most famous. The Bible is the most vilified. The most despised book on earth. Bible has the largest prints in the world. Unbeatable. Crushed. A man by the name of Voltaire said some years ago, he said, in hundred years from now, the Bible will be gone forgotten. A book for the antiquated museums. Voltaire, a Frenchman. Hundred years after Voltaire, some years before hundred years, maybe like 50, 60 years after Voltaire made this statement, he had died. The Geneva Bible Society bought his house and began to print hundreds of thousands of copies of the Bible from the house of the man whose hundred years the Bible will be obsolete. It's a good book. It's a real book. But there is something more real to the attachment. You know what is more real? It's the reading the content and believing it. You are not great if it's just for decoration. You are not great if you don't even have your own copy. Some of us have never bought Bibles ourselves before. Check the Bible you have with you. Check the person's name. You can't even trace it. You see Bible in church, you see Mustafa Daudu, Zamfara State. And you're wondering, how did it get here? Somebody stole it from one church. You say steal, I mean steal. When you come to a church and you take a Bible that is not yours and you take it to it is called theft. Ephesians 4 verse 28, let him that stole steal no more. Rather let him work with his hand. How many of you have bought a Bible? Bible resource materials. I know you have Bibles on your mobile phones. Do you ever read them? I have said, we need hard copies of the Bible. If it's all about what's on the phone, it would work. You know why? There are many other things on the phone that have a stronger influence on your life than the Bibles you have on them. What would you tell me? You are reading your Bible, a text comes in. What would you do? You shove it aside and check the text. You are reading your Bible and a pornographic picture flies up from the internet. You say, oh rubbish. You put it and scroll away and scroll back. What will you do? You are reading your Bible and a, and a phone call comes through. You will forget it. So there are many more distractions than it. You need copies of the Bible that you own. That you own. That you have bought before. That you have used your money to buy. Vital. So you can get the very best, the very best from it. You know the Bible in other translations. The Bible is not a spirit. It's not a spirit. Don't expect to throw the Bible at Satan. Don't. Someone once said, if you burn, if you expose the Bible to fire, it will not burn. I said it is not so. Don't, don't say it again. No, it's a lie. Someone once said, the Bible is a lamp unto my feet, a light to my path. I said it is spiritual about the contents. Don't, don't, the Bible cannot light darkness where you, are. you will stumble and fall. The Quran of the Mohammedan 
please don't don't make the mistake Christ and the Mohammedan have no relationship whatsoever the Bible does not have any reference to Islam at all don't make the mistake I'm not telling you as a pastor I'm telling you as somebody who has eye to read and definitely the Bible was not copied from the Quran if there was anyone who copied it must be the Quran copying chunks of stories distorted from the Bible because the Bible came ahead of the Quran several years Jesus came over 670 years before Muhammad came and Muhammad claims to be the Holy Spirit I wonder what this means <laughs> you get what I'm saying the Quran for example is a book that Muslims claim will resist fire but people have bought the Quran over and over again the Quran for example is a book that they claim would never allow a cat to walk on it how can a cat walk on the Quran they will say the cat will burn off people have done it over and over again David Woods will do it on the internet he will put a cat the cat will sleep on the Quran and pee on the Quran and the cat goes cut free and produces more children the Bible is not a spirit book it's a literal book we must take the stories literally as intended so we can get the exact meaning the original recipient got when they got them you are the new creature <laughs> you are not Matthew or Mark you are not Paul or Elizabeth you are not the woman with the issue of blood even if you have the issue of blood there was a woman that existed we have said this let's learn from the bible as believers and this is exactly what we are doing last week we learned from blind Bartimaeus of mark 10 from verse 46 we also learned from the woman with the issue of blood mark chapter 5 from verse 25 let us learn from the daughter of Jairus described her the ruler of the synagogues the ruler of the synagogue whose daughter was dying this person Jairus by name Mark 5 and verse 22 had come to see Christ and when he saw him he fell at his feet so let's start learning from this as believers And behold there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue so let's start learning so how do we learn from this how do we learn from this story Romans 15 and verse 4 for whatsoever things we are written aforetime we are written for our learning so that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope 
These things happened unto them. First Corinthians 10 and verse 11. And we are reaching for us an admonition to us upon whom the end of the world had come. These things happened to them that we should not lost after evil things like they lost that, lost it, and they were destroyed. The destroyer, First Corinthians 10 and verse 6, will learn from this thing. So, how do we learn? There's something I've seen in the body of Christ. Prophetic prayers. Prophetic prayers. Where every verse of the Bible is turned into a prayer. And I'm wondering, how does this operate by Bible standards? I gave you an example last Sunday. And it's not tedious if I say it again. Colossians 3 and verse 15. And let the peace of Christ, the peace of God, rule in your heart. To the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. How does how 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 do churches handle this? Okay, how does a believer handle the scripture? And let the peace of God rule in your heart. In the name of Jesus, you will have peace. Amen. In the name of Jesus, you will have peace. Even stop the use of Christ's name. Somebody says, In the name of the person that called me, and I'm saying, Who called you? Do I, I don't know who called you. Why can't you simply say, In the name of Jesus Christ, that I know this one you are doing is underhand. What if it was Bezbop that called you? How can I assume I know the person that called you? I can't assume. It is a religious practice of, of eroding fundamentals of the truth to be substituted by human ideologies. In the name of the person that called me, save me, stop, stop, stop. Use Christ's name. He's more central. He's more standard. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, which one is the person that called you? You say, if I be if I be a man of God who went to Mount Eliwu, I don't know where, where is Mount Eliwu. I don't know. Is Mount Eliwu in the Bible? Use Christ's name. Simplicity of the gospel. He said, I fear, lest as Satan beguiled Eve, your mind should be corrupted from the sincerity of what the KJV calls simplicity in Christ. Let's keep it as simple, as true, as honest, and as powerful as it is portrayed. Don't say anything outside Christ. Don't say, in the name of my head. Ha. Do I know your head before? Ha. In the name of my dead father. Stop it. My mother was buried in church. Stop. Talk about Jesus. He's more important. We're talking about God Almighty. There is nothing human or that pertains or relates with human beings that can surpass the excellency of Christ's sacrifice who is God Almighty so spare me all the details of your head or your calling talk Jesus alright so the pastor is talking in the name of the one that called me may you have peace and then as usual we are chorusing like in a stadium of confused football fans amen amen and then we say again God said 
the person that shouts the loudest hallelujah will receive a miracle that's blasphemous it is completely blasphemous you don't have any scripture to support it stop saying it very blasphemous it runs against God's integrity that you require a loud shout to be blessed think about the foolishness Christ blessed you you say you know greed Christ bless you you know greed someone says it's the louder you shout the more you are blessed and you think it's sin that's a serious problem daddy told me you shout loudest many words all the noise you do is active we're talking about the spiritual God you say at times you say the hallelujah is, is not let's shout hallelujah to heaven hallelujah cannot reach heaven except spiritually we are the circumcision that worship God in spirit Philippians 3 and verse 3 and rejoice in Christ Jesus the type of worship that allowed for the best acoustics the best sonorosity the best singing was Old Testament and Jesus called it false worship Jesus said they were in false worship with the sultry, with the document, with the instrument of ten strings, with beautiful singing. Jesus called it worship because false worship because we are in spiritual worship. So let's be careful with things we say like if you can shout loudest, if you can stand up and jump three times. I know a man, his anointing comes upon when he's jumping like this. So they all jump. You know what he does also? They pack him plates breakable plates on his stage when he preaches he takes the plate and breaks it bam then he shout hallelujah another word a lot of occultic practices are in the body of Christ but because we are indigenous people we have no option how can a pastor be breaking plates and I'm like what are you doing that's what I will say I say is this church is this a shrine but they are like, hey man, hello, hello, man, hello, hello, Ibajeshu, hello, hello, Ibajeshu, hello, hello, why are you like this? False prophets are thriving. They are richer than genuine prophets. If you are a man of God, you cannot make money in Nigeria. If you are a false prophet, you become a billionaire very soon. This is the truth. I have just said the truth. If you are preaching the Bible, you can't get money. You can't. People will not give you anything. If you are deceiving them and using them against them, hey, hey. you get what I'm saying, don't you? You yourself, you, you, you know now, you are trying to be false, so you can use underhand. What does the scripture say? It's, it's, a, it's not a prayer point, it's a commandment. And allow the peace of God. You, you deliberately allow peace instead of chaos. So you don't pray about the scriptures and let the peace of God, you allow it. That's a commandment. You need to hear Jesus. Peace I give to you. Peace I live with you. Not as the world giveth peace give out unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. John 14, 27. John 14 and verse 1. Believe in me. Believe in God also. Let not your heart be troubled. It's a, they are commandments. They are commandments. John 16, 33. This things have I spoken unto you. Yet been present with you in the world you shall have tribulation be of good 
which shall overcome the world. How does it start? These things have I spoken unto you that in me he might have peace. It's a choice. So if the Bible says at Colossians 3 verse 15, and let the peace of God, you are the one that we love. You can't pray over it. Okay, so let's learn from Jairus and Christ in his house. We're preaching or I'm preaching accurate interpretation of the Bible because unless you do it accurately, you can't please God. I'm not talking about what your church believes or what mercy believes. I'm not talking about whether I'm good or bad or whether a pastor is good. This is not comparative. I'm talking about the Bible. Genuine Christianity void of human sentiment or emotional attachment. Mark 5 and verse 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. In the name of Jesus, by the name of the one who called me, a ruler shall come to your house. Ha! Which one is that one again? That's not that's that's a wrong interpretation because that a ruler came to Jesus has no benefit to you. There is nothing you like from it's a story. In the name of Jesus, why do you come to your house? Many words. I don't understand. What if he doesn't come? And what if he comes? What if he comes in the form of Boko Haram? Or is he stood to the headsman? But this is church where anything goes. Because we are lazy to read the Bibles. We are illiterate. The reason we don't have more development in, in, in Christianity is because we have left the Bible to few people. In other fields, people are making progress. They are making progress. There is a huge pressure. Rather, there was a huge pressure on international companies to build phones that could allow for multiple sales because of the Nigerian market, the African market. Over 150, 180, 200 million Nigerians, many want to use phones um, under pressure to have all sales. So the pressure came and this company developed. Information from users, development from users always aid manufacturers. They get a feedback. They develop. It happens everywhere. In the body of Christ, there's no feedback because the users are illiterate. To, they are not boring. I can preach anything because when I come to church, most of you don't read your Bibles and you can't argue with me. If you argue with me, I will lay a curse upon thee. Ah, ah, man of God, bless us, don't curse us. You don't argue. If you argue with me, I will curse you. If I curse you, if I curse you, no man can, can, can save you. He said, a man said, if your parents curse you, go to your pastor. Your pastor will raise it. I'm giving you a story. This is not my story. I'm giving a story. If your pastor curses you, go to a higher pastor. He will remove the curse. If your senior pastor curses you, go to the Jew. He will remove it. If the Jew curses you, the man said categorically, it will take you 30 days of prayer and fasting day and night. That is, 
you will die before you finish. It is impossible for you not to take water or take food for 30 days without almost dying. Except it's supernatural. And after this fasting, the man said, Jesus will have to come and tell the Jew and say, please, forgive the boy. And if he decides to forgive, or else you are finished for life. <laughs> Church is sinister. People can't openly say, so have a question. If you do, you are a rebel. You are a devil. You are an agent. You are an antichrist. How can you ask me questions? I'm anointed more than you are. God put me head over you. I will, I will destroy your destiny by the power of the Holy Ghost. Ah, ah, by it all. By it all. Ah, church is sumil. What is going on? Look at something I've shared with you in this church. Ephesians 1 verse 13. Till we all come. Nobody is excluded. You and I. Everybody. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. We should not have the mind of pressing. Nobody's left out. And until members of the church see themselves as vital, we can't progress doctrinally. You can't leave it for the pastor alone. No, he's not sufficient. He's not God. He's not the Holy Spirit. The pastor is a member of the body. We all should groom ourselves. Oh my Lord, it's too bad. It's too bad. We always leave it at the man. Most pastors are like actors or entertainers. They, they are left to demonstrate themselves. So the man uses his skill, his treacherous moves, he, he does everything he can. Sometimes he has to employ charm because many of you are very stingy. He employs a for share. So you can hear him because we have left him as the God we look on. There are some people God wants to use in church. They will not come early. God has given them a word. They will not come early. There are some people that God wants to use in this church, this service. They will not even come at all. People, look at people are still going to come. You may hear for about two hours. People are going to come very soon, and they will slack in gloriously and say, "Glory, glory, glory." That's the end because they don't see themselves as responsible to God. Let me try to put this together and close. There cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. Don't get any revelation from this. Take it away. It's a story. It's a story. It's a story. It's a story. You understand? Jairus by name. And when he saw him, you will see Jesus today. Ha, which one are you seeing again now? Ha, you're confusing me from this simple story. Oh. You will see Jesus. <laughs> You will see Jesus. Jairus, you will see Jesus. Let me see Jairus in the house. People say, Ooh, I'm not Jairus. I'm a new creature. How can you make me Jairus like that? You think I'm a dumb person. You think I didn't go to school? Why are you talking like this? I'm not Jairus. Eloquence of speech. Oratorical prowess. Looks. Dress like you wish to be addressed. <laughs> do you know why our friend is small in this church do you know why our friend is very small I, let me bring a book and read our offering very ridiculous offering because look at my shoes now look at one with the crest the crest of this one has fallen away how 
can you give this kind of man of God a good offering with falling crests? When a man comes to church well dressed with suit of like 300,000 naira and you see his stand, you will know that if you don't drop money, you are finished. When you see ushers in church, eh, they are seductive, romantic abusers of mankind. You use them for ushers, they slay all the men, they are slay queens. People practically employ gimmicks and tricks of business merchandise to make money in church. And you, you understand what I'm saying. When you see a man whose shoe crest is falling, you give 20 naira. You get the story, don't you? Church has changed. If you do Bible church, you'll be poor. Jesus himself has been sent out of his church. We are doing worldly church. And it's just what is the in its trend, worldly church is trending where Christ himself is not mentioned. Let's quickly see this. When he saw him, ah, hallelujah. I prophesy over you. Somebody will see Jesus today. Jesus Christ, he's passing this way. Jesus came with his power. He's gonna okay. spare me the noise. Let me understand what you are saying. Sometimes you are in people start to elbow you. Somebody carries tear on his head and say to scriptures, What is going on now? What is going on now? The moment the pastor comes close, people who is who are close, they begin to stand up. Like like some room remote. That's what is going on. Is this a cinema house? Huh? When you prophesy, you speak by the Spirit's inspiration. First Corinthians 14 and verse 3. First Corinthians 14 and verse 3. To edify, to comfort and exhort men. The Spirit's inspiration. When you use words over people's life by wishing or praying, please don't make the mistake. I want to prophesy over you must be clearly spiritual thus said the lord when it is a wish say i want to pray over you don't mix it prophecy is not prayer prayer is not prophecy do you understand if it's a prophecy it's by the spirit thus said the lord but when it's like you are using a scripture you will see jesus you are wishing or you are praying so say i want to pray for you don't ever say i want to prophesy over you it's it's, it's nothing makes sense because is God the one saying it, or you are the one saying it to yourself? Uh, a man said, "If time is his daddy said, they said eh, eh, somebody said to him in his church, Sir, when you say that he said, are you the one saying it, or is it God?" And he looked and laughed and said, "Whether it's God or me is the same, because God said anything I say, He will back it up." I found this very, very, I found it very, very disastrous for saints. Are you saying God is you and you are God? Oh, no wonder things you say don't come to pass. No wonder. People say, I prophesy over you. And it doesn't come to pass. Because a wish may be a prayer. It's not the same as prophecy. First, said the Lord is different from wishes. So people that say, when I hear them, I want to prophesy about the... I, I normally ask them, wait, wait. 
are you praying or you are saying what God is saying once it is not what God is saying you are praying stop calling it prophecy don't pray prayer is a prayer pray I prophesy over your life you will see Christ are you sure are you sure let's see quickly this is where we have divergent doctrinal beliefs this is where we have confusing orientations towards Christ this is why when you bring two Christians they have different things about the Bible Bible story is always serious people say all sorts of different confusing things because they don't understand Bible interpretation he fell at his feet oh my God he must fall at his feet <laughs> whatever style you have adopted in singing does not give us anything relevant to a spiritual understanding it's about God looks at the heart God looks at the heart if you are not born again and you put your head to the floor like the Mohammedan you are still not born again nevertheless the foundation of God's salvation the Lord knoweth them that are his knows those who are his for the sinner shall not stand in the congregation of the righteous the Lord knoweth them it's at Psalm 1 5 and 6 those who are his so let's not find anything from this posture worship of God is spiritual whether we fall at his feet or not worship of God is spiritual okay verse 23 and besought him greatly saying my little daughter light at the point of death i pray thee come and lay hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live jairus was in the synagogue he came to meet jesus so if you want to heal your child you must come to the man of god what's that is the man of God Jesus? What is it now? Hey, you're on your own. I'm on my own. Jesus is in me too. <laughs> Would you believe you can do the works of Christ? Can you believe it? Can you believe that Ephesians 4 verse 6 is right? It says the same God first Romans 10 and verse 12 the same God over all is rich to all that call upon his name there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek first scripture second one Ephesians 1 verse 6 he says he is one God and father of all who is over all and in you all and through all so why do I need you concept of God is in church is a wrong concept today he dwells within us by his spirit if you are looking for Jesus don't look for your pastor look for yourself born again God is counting on you 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 yet you are looking up to one place one person as the very icon of God's power 
who was Paul and accused of the brethren a murderer, a treacherous man yet God used him 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9 I am the least of the apostles I am not even what to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God but by the grace of God I am whom I am and his grace that was with me was not in vain I have labored more exceedingly than they all yet not I but it's Christ that was with me. Acts 19.11 And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Hebrews 2 and verse 4 God also bearing them witness. It's never about you. It's about God. Mark 16 and verse 20 And they went further and they preached And the Lord was with them. The Lord was with them. It's never about us. If it's about you, you are finished. It's about God, you are more than enough. John 14 and verse 12, Jesus answered them, The works I do shall you do also, and greater works than this shall you do, because I go to the Father. Greater works shall who do? You and I. So, if the doctrine of Jairus calling the pastor becomes a doctrine, we are finished. This is why we are not effective. The church of Jesus as a body is not effective. Because the responsibility of everyone we have pushed on the man of God. In the book of Acts, they were all dispensers of his grace and power. Philip was chosen as a cook and usher to serve tables. Yet, he was a man full of faith and power. Acts 6, 8. He did many signs and wonders among the people. I'm talking about the church. Where ushers are miraculous. Where petty workers in church. People who water flowers are miraculous. Where drivers are miraculous. Because they all know Christ lives on this side of me. The same way Christ lives within the biggest man. He lives within me. The smallest man. The same God over all. is rich to all that call upon his name. Until the church begins to see herself in the perspective of God over all in us all we will never be effective there are people that will never come to church you meet them every day sometimes there are places and moods or seasons where they have a better disposition to receive the word of God you encounter them daily I never see them I've told you in this church the main type of evangelism is called passive. Where people are blessed sometimes without saying a word. First Peter 3 and verse 2 that the husband may be won by the wife without the word. It is possible to win someone without preaching actively for a start before the person hears the word of God from you because ultimately people have to hear the word and believe it by faith. Imagine this church or any other church where you, you understand whom you are in Christ and you are dispensing like a carrier of grace. Hey! First Corinthians 12 and verse 7 But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the prophets. Only the prophets. Oh, sorry. But the manifestation of the Spirit 
is given to men, not women. Women's education enter in the man's boxes and in the kitchen of somebody, not in church. How many women preachers do we have? How many women preachers do we have? Women say the intercessors. They have. How many preachers do we have? Because preachers also ought to be intercessors. Yes. How many? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the old people. No. It is every man, including me. I'm in. Hallelujah. I'm in. I am in. I'm in. First Peter 4 and verse 10. As every man hath received the gift. You'll be shocked in heaven because you will say, I was never anointed. Nobody laid hands on me. Each time I tried, they said, Go away, it's not your type of world. Yet he will tell you the day you got born again, he anointed you with all you will ever need. At salvation, God gave you all you will ever need for life and for heaven. You have tasted of the power of the world to come. You have tasted his exceeding grace. You have tasted the power to live forever. The power for eternal life and the immortality of your body dwells within you now. As it is, the power in you is more than the power that takes about to live. You can actually create living power for every dead person on this earth. You have power in you to raise all the dead that will ever die and not those who ever died and those who died before because it is called eternal life that can never die. That's it. We have that serious problem. Shoot. How will you call me? Call yourself. Hello, sir, please. Come get the pastor. Say for what? To raise the dead. I'm here. Bring that dead person. Can you do it? Can you do it? Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> hey, pastor. I told you I was talking with the pastor. Discussing business. And they came from his church. They rushed from his church. I said, hey, so and so person is mad. What do you have? And the man said, kill him. Where Can you ask him? I've got to do it. I told you. Sometimes you say, come and pray. Over who? You can't even call people to pray. If somebody calls you and says, Come, I'm here. Come and heal the blind. Anybody here with God's power? Anybody here can raise the dead? Anybody wants to die for Jesus? Remember the very funny story of this musician person who said there was a man that came to church and the man with a cutlass hit somewhere. He said, I want to find anybody anybody who belongs to God. They said, for what? He said, God has wronged me. I want to avenge. Anybody for God with a cutlass? Everybody fled for God. It could happen here today. Anybody for God here? For miracle. For vengeance by cutlass on the head? Count me out. I'm in! If you want a child of God filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, don't look far. Don't go. Don't travel. Stay. Don't stay here. Stay here. I won't send cloths. I will send my word. I don't have to come. Why come? Why come? Why will I come? Where are you? A miracle is happening there. 
this ideology of having to go, it, it, it's ruining us. We should be responsible as custodians of God's power. This is the will of the Father. First Peter 4, verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability God giveth. This, this thing I just said is cast to find the body of Christ. Where we are taught, we are all empowered. Every one of us is empowered the same way. He who has established you and anointed you together in Christ is God. Who also has given us the earnest of the Holy Spirit. Logic, the logic of <clears throat> somebody being more anointed than the other person is a wrong logic. Because you know why? It's, you know why? It's the same God. Unless you are saying you have a different God. If your God is my God, then I'm as anointed as you are. It's never going to be my God. Let's learn from the story of Jairus and Aklo. Brother, 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 just play something. Whatever you are playing, just play something. Okay. Mark 5 from verse uh, we're still there. Verse 23. And he besought him gladly. He, be, he besought he besought him gladly. He, 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 he begged him. He, he he said, Jesus, your God, we have tried. Oh, he begged him. He said, if you can, God, all I need is anybody. Anybody. Just anything. Just this small. Just, just, Lord, just help me. Just, Lord, help me. Just, just small. Yes, I'm not asking for more. Just me too. I can't possibly ask him for a billion. Who am I? I will even go mad if I see a billion. I just want you to give me 1,000 naira, Lord. Father, do it for me. <laughs> if your faith, if your faith cannot match up to trusting God for great things, you have no faith. Faith that has a measure is no faith. Faith is measureless. It's the spiritual quality of the mind. If you can believe God for 1,000, you can believe one billion dollars. You can! Once your faith is limited by time and circumstances, I believe, but... but <laughs> can God do it? Uh, yes. Can he do everything? Partially. Can God do all of it? Uh, he be shot in Bradley. This ideology that we have to cry and wail and mourn and cut ourselves with lancets and lacerators and knives and cudgels, we have to put ourselves in harsh treatment of the body to seek God is heathen. It is hidden. It's unscriptural. Some members of BLF came once and said a man introduced a type of prayer at Believers Love Fellowship, University of Lauren Campus. A man taught them some kind of prayer. Pray all night. Great. They will pray seven through seven. <laughs> 
7 through 7 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. they will pray I said 7 through 7 okay 12 hours it's not bad Luke 6 and verse 12 Jesus departed into a mountain to pray and he continued there all night in prayer to God Mark 1 from verse 35 Jesus departed a great while before dawn so he prayed the morning prayed the evening Matthew 14 and verse 23 he went into the wilderness to pray when evening was come he was found there so he prayed all afternoon it's great I said but students praying from 7 to 7 it's not bad I said what's the basis because I pray all night and it's good what's the basis I said just pray I said are you sure there's not more to this prayer you are praying 7 to 7 then they came back and said the same man said you must pray seven to seven on the same spot i said ah i understand that's that demonism till morning if you die write your will now if you will die sometimes we make people go through harrowing experiences painting god as a tight-fisted tight-wide hard-hearted wicked god same spots 12 hours why why people go, you must you must you must you must you must you must, must stay in the sun now go to the sun when the turn is sun is top notch heated up very hot people are made to stay in the sun they look into the sun heavenly father and sounds till they break their lenses i'm traveling to a there is there are some mountains some hills close to the road and you see hot afternoon you see human beings on the on the hill on the mountain hot stone they are lying looking to the sky see what are they doing who are they talking? They are talking to demons, not God, who, who saved us in Christ Jesus. Do you know the truth of the matter? The truth of the matter is this. The power that saved you is more than your loftiest desires or deepest prayer requests. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think of him according to the power at work within us. That walk to salvation freely can do more than your prayers. So please don't kill yourself praying. Don't. You will just waste your life. Babalola, Charles Giffini, David Brainerd, many men of God died praying. Why? Babalola of, of CAC, Joseph, will just leave his house. He will just leave his house. To the mountain for two weeks no food no water why 59 he was dead you can't do more for god why must you pray to death i don't i still don't understand it why must you pray till you die zak fomum zak fomum is a was a cameroonian zak fomum he wrote many books on prayer on holiness and on fasting 
that woman fasted 80 days trying to be holy he said I want to be holy I want to be holy why would you be holy I just want to be holy so what can use me he fasted 80 days with water no water and said he was not okay with his holiness he wanted more holiness fasted another eight days by ten days he had died I saw a man some one year ago who was taken to the UCH to the hospital at Benin the teacher's hospital at Benin the man fasted 40 days and was recovered in his room in coma taken to the hospital from there to the mortuary why would you kill yourself and you don't have faith <laughs> something more important about it there was a man in the Bible he was crying actually like many of us cry he was crying he was crying at Mark's gospel chapter 9 the man was crying the man said oh God Mark 9 Jesus is talking to the man from verse 19 21 19 20 21 how long he asked the father is it ago since this came unto him and he said of the child and oftentimes that cast him into the fire and to the waters to destroy him but if thou can do anything have compassion on us the man was crying who told me verse 24 and straight away the father of the child cried out and said Lord I believe he was he was he was overwhelmed by a situation he was crying he was crying <laughs> what did Jesus say Jesus said where are the angels open the storehouse can't, can't you see can't, can't you see the man is crying I'm moved I'm also a human being like you I'm moved by your tears exactly do you gain when you scream you shout at God you make oh boy oh boy at Mark's gospel chapter number four Jesus had said let us pass over unto the other side verse 35 when they had sent the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there arose a grim storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was not full and it was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him master don't you care that we perish Personal. Hey, no, no. Violent prayer. I want to do a taku to Jesus. Ah, Baba, Baba, play. And get the answer, Baba, Jesus. Oluwa Jesus. Baba, radio. Hey, you see? Hey, you already, you already seen it, no? No. God is sleeping on this case. Father, arise. 
place yourself nude, naked before God. You say, God, come and sit down here. You get a chair for God. You get one for yourself. Baba, sit down there. Baba, all the times I've prayed, where have you keep them? Then God is fidgeting. God is he's shaking like this. He's shaking and saying, I'm sorry. The money you give me, I spent to marry a new wife. And the new wife ran away. I'm thinking of marrying somebody from Tunisia. And then you say, no wonder you are, you are, you curse God. When Job had his issues, his wife said to Job, curse God and die. Job said, you speak as one of those foolish women. Will a man receive good from God and not evil? In all this, Job did not see with his mouth, neither did he charge God foolishly. Charging God foolishly is sin. Job 1 from verse 21, Job 2 from verse 9. Many of us charge God foolishly under the guise of beseeching God. Hey, you better understand spiritual fervency. Instead of just shouting. Faith is more important than noise. At Acts 12, they were praying. 12, Acts 12, 5. The church prayed and prayed and prayed. When Peter was miraculously delivered, the prayer in unbelief, God is not mocked. He came to the door of the house of James where they were gathered praying and praying and he knocked. And a little maid heard it was Peter knowing his voice she ran and said he's at the door they said you are mad he's already dead what you are seeing is ghosts he's already dead this was a praying church and I know what a praying church is ah a praying church <laughs> people do all forms of calisthenic gymnastic displays pray some prayers are scary I saw one in one big church every member should just dive under the seat scatter the chairs with your head as you scatter the chairs with your head scatter your troubles until your hand begins to bleed nonsense is wickedness how did Jesus pray how did Jesus pray John 11 and verse 35 Jesus wept uh -uh. Jesus wept because of the unbelief of Mary and Martha Luke 19 from verse 41 Jesus wept over Jerusalem for the unbelief you won't see a place where Jesus was screaming, Oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Give your life to Christ. No, not in CAC, not in CAC. Ibala, 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 Ibala. Every day, Ibala, be with me, be with me. Are you born again, CAC man? No, I'm not born again, no. I'm asking for Ibala, Ibala. You're wasting your time. Receive the word. Stop praying about salvation. Receive the word. How did Christ pray? Look. Look at Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Look at Christ's prayers. Look at Paul praying. Timothy 2 and verse 8. I will that men pray everywhere. Hey, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt. 
fasting Colossians 5 verse 2 continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 pray without ceasing 1 Peter 4 and verse 7 but the end of all things is at hand wherefore pray be watchful to prayer you won't see anything like do some demonic demonstrations or tear yourselves to blood or do or strip yourself naked or carry some water and spit into it there is a well in most churches you see the well people are spitting spitting to it you drink it you have hygienic constipation or contaminations why are you making it out of the bible at the tomb of lazarus at the tomb of lazarus the dead at the tomb of lazarus the of Lazarus was a place Christ should have taught us how to pray. I'm not saying don't pray. I'm saying pray in faith. Please. It will save you a lot of troubles. Because I know I pray more than you. Pray in faith. Yes. You may shout to keep awake. You may even shout by the Holy Spirit. But don't make it a routine that somebody must die praying. John chapter 11. What am I doing today? Accurate interpretation of the Bible. And I'm considering Jairus with Christ. At Mark chapter 5 from verse 21. John 11. I'm closing really. I hear a good preacher closes five times. John 11. Jesus said at verse 40 that Jesus spoke more on faith than praying <laughs> have you noticed Jesus spoke more on believing than praying have you noticed that you need to learn to believe more than pray so that your prayer can be effective you need faith faith comes by the word you need to have the word cement your mind with confidence so when you pray you know you have prayed don't make a religion of prayer to the point where you pray without faith and feel you are making sense. You are wasting your time if you don't have faith. And you pray, pray convinced that God has heard you. God does not hear you because you are you. God hears you because of Jesus Christ. It is not in your own righteousness, but Christ's righteousness. You are not praying from earth into heaven. You are praying from heaven into heaven because you are seated with Christ. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 3, 3 and verse 4. John 11, verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, He said, stand here. Pray for three hours till you die. cousin told me his his mother-in-law was ill and he took him to a church took her to a church and she was told to pray and the woman said i feel like i am not comfortable pray i'm feeling bad pray i'm not eating three days fasting and prayer and she fasted and prayed and prayed and died the fourth day having not eaten anything died that's church for you people die just like the white garment churches where when people have demons they use brooms 
they beat them to blood points. At the church close to this place, a lady with a demon, her hands were tied up with copper wire till the hands became gangrenous and died. How were they doing? Getting God's attention. Why is there so much occult practice in church under the guise of prayer? Shout as you can, scream as you can, cry as you want. Please access. You need it. It's an important ingredient. That is, God hears me and God answers. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears inclined to their prayers. First Peter 3 from verse 11 and 12. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. God hears. It's important. Look at this one. John chapter 11. Jesus at verse 41 began to cry. He said, hear us. Like the prophet of Baal. Baal, hear us. Baal, hear us. From morning till noon, then they jumped on the altar. They began to cut themselves. They began to cut. He God. What are you trying to do? The brother said this to me at a prayer meeting. His fiancée fainted. They were praying for three days. Three days prayer, no sitting down. Three days. 72 hours no sitting down on eight hours eight hours on her feet she fainted he rushed to carry her leave her with the holy ghost he said she's dying he said leave her with the holy ghost the man yanked her carried her took her to the hospital he said leave her with the holy ghost <laughs> religious practices without scriptures I know a church where a man fasted and stood up praying and died. The story was covered. Till the parents came and said, Police station. Why are you doing this? Pray all the time. Don't die praying. Pray very well. Please have faith. What did Jesus do? At John chapter 11. What did Jesus do? Jesus at John 11. What did he do? Jesus prayed, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Someone said, he must have prayed before. Oh, that makes sense. So let's live a prayerwood life. Yeah, it makes sense that Christ possibly had prayed before. So let's live a life prayed up. Let's, let's live by praying always. Let's live a prayer rude life. Let's pray all of the time. So when the time comes, you will have to cut yourselves to blood, to bleeding. You can just speak like Jesus. So let's do whatever Christ did to get here. If outside of sonship, let's pray and fast and pray and fast. So when the time comes to pray like Jesus did, because it's a good one he did here, he just lifted up his hands and said, 
Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I close. Elijah was a man of like passions. Elijah, oh Lord, make me an Elijah. Oh God, is the pastor teaching us not to pray? No, I'm teaching you how to pray in faith. young. David Brainhard died at 29. He died praying. Father Nash. They will pray and pray till they literally died. And I'm wondering why would we have to die praying? Why not pray and do the work of God? E.M. Bounds. E.M. Bounds will say at his deathbed. E.M. Bounds will say, I wish I spent more time reading my Bible than praying. E.M. Bounds. This does not underestimate the importance of prayer. It just teaches that there is more to gain in prayer with faith. Elijah prayed. Oh, 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 for real. Let's quickly see First Kings. Quickly turn the Bibles open at First Kings. He said, Where is First Kings? Oh boy. Oh boy. First Kings. Chapter 17. Have you found First Kings 17? He prayed. Aha. How did Elijah pray? Verse 1, First Kings 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of heaven liveth, look at look at the vital thing about Elijah. I don't have time to share extensively. Look at the vital thing. He said, God, before whom I stand, he possibly would not say, God who dwells in me, because God never dwelt in him. He possibly would not say, I have the spirit within. The spirit was without and upon. So his own condition here was, before whom I stand. He, he said something about this. Somebody else treasured this vital importance of standing before God. God before whom I stand as the power and the pact of force in righteousness. God before whom I stand. Are you in church? He is the Lord God before whom I stand. This is more important the power of righteousness that Elijah wielded than the fact that Elijah prayed and prayed and prayed. Now, now, we keep saying something like he's been praying before. So, I advise every Christian to spend a lot of time praying over and over and over again so when you will need to pray all you will need to do is to speak a word of authority because possibly you have ever 
been praying well. So it's actually a lifestyle of consistent prayer. It's a lifestyle of consistent prayer and not just some sudden thing and saying, Lord, I need this, I need that, and then you have to press yourself. Look at a man at Luke 1 and verse 19. I was going to see an angel use the same word Elijah used, God before whom I stand, which is a very good force. This is the force of divinity, not the force of human performance. Luke 1 and verse 19. And the angel answered said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. Elijah said, God before whom I stand. So I'm looking at the new creation, you and I, saying such bold thing like I'm born of the spirit of Christ. The greater one lives on this side of me as an expression of faith, even in prayer. We are learning from Mark, and the time is up. We are learning from Mark as believers, not as Israelites or as unbelievers, as believers, and the time is up. Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and trumped him. What do I want to learn? I want to learn from Mark briefly. Jairus believed and sought Christ. Okay, so what do I learn from this? I'm a believer. I'm in Christ already. So, I am a believer in Christ. I'll stick with him. I'll stick with him. No options, no alternatives. I'll stick with him. Jesus went to him and gave him instructions. So, as a believer, I want to follow Christ's instructions. The story is very interesting. Don't turn it into what it is not. Don't make it look like there's something mysterious under it. Ephesians 3, 3, 3, 4 whereby when you read you shall understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Read it. Take it the way it is. Receive the message with a plain, honest and thankful heart. And walk in it. Stand upright to your feet. Lift your hands above your head. Bless his holy name. Worship him. Glorify God in the midst of his holiness of his power honor he Lord I worship you today bless his holy name live a life of prayer and thanksgiving live a life of prayer and thanksgiving make it a commitment and a daily routine God before whom I stand God lives within me by his Holy Spirit God is not far now he has been brought we have been brought nigh into his presence we don't enter his presence we are in his presence this is the value of redemption he lives within us by his Holy Spirit Ephesians chapter number 1 number 22 in whom he also are builded together for an habitation of God through the spirit God lives within us first John 